And we're rolling. Oh, you changed it up. We're back. <laughs> it was bracing for we're back. And we're back. <laughs> the three of us. We're rolling. Okay, so here's my question. Straight up. Okay. Okay. Do you guys think that it's right or wrong, good or bad, to, let's say you were in a situation where three dudes asked you to show your tits for a hundred bucks, <laughs> would you do it? And why or why not? Um, I wouldn't do it. No? They have to pay a lot more than a hundred bucks. Okay, yeah, how, I was how much? going to say a hundred bucks, like, maybe like five grand. Five grand <laughs> per tit, or what? <laughs> per tit. Five small tits, I mean, I need at least five grand a flash. <laughs> okay, why? Like, I want a serious answer as to why or why Okay, not. so it must be the concept behind it, because it's so funny. What, what rushed into my brain first was like, well, I have really small tits. Can we just talk about flats or something? But anyways, the concept, the concept, like the body part aside. Um, no, I... I like for for like I said, a man of five grand <laughs> on the record. If anyone is listening, <laughs> um, yeah, because you'd be doing it like it's your choice. Consciously, it's like entering into a mini contract. The container set around it, like I don't know. There's a certain level of intimacy you have to have earned with me that doesn't have anything to do with money. Okay. Mm. Okay. That's what I was yeah, thinking because I was like, I don't even know if there'd be a value amount. And I would enjoy kind of, like, playing with it, holding it over their head, making them think maybe. But for, like... But I just don't feel like I would. For f- That would be the easiest five grand ever, though. I know, but there's something in me that just feels dug in about this. Oh, I'd do it for sure, 100%. I'd do it for 500 bucks. I'd probably even do it for 100. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. If it, like, the container around it would have to be safe. Like, I'd have to know that I'm safe and I'm not going to, like get in trouble or get hurt or anything yeah but yeah I'm still a no I'd do it I'm like I feel really um like indignant about this yeah I can tell I actually don't (laughs) believe Jane's answer but I do believe yours (laughs) I believe that Jane would do it you man though it's so interesting because I'm like yeah, for five grand I do it. And then I listen to Jenna and I'm like, I wish I was more like that. Like, I... wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, like just like, like if, to me what comes up is like, you value yourself a lot. And I'm like, does that mean that I don't? And it's so interesting because I think they can be separate. Like it's like, that. I don't know, yeah. it's interesting. It definitely triggered me to hear that you were like a hard yes, Jen. Oh, but it was good. It's good, it's good to hear like the different... I don't know thought process that comes up behind it. I think I think that there's some conditioning around it for sure. Like that mm-hmm. there like were these as the feminine or as women or whatever were these special packages that can't be deflowered by anybody unless it's special. And mm-hmm. so that's that's part of our conditioning. So if we push through that and on the other side of it is like yeah, you're still valuing yourself but you're also making money in a really easy way and if they're willing to pay you then why not enter into a contract like that and it's interesting because like lots of people have seen my boobs when I breastfeed I was just thinking that too but and, and I still wouldn't change my answer because <laughs> there's a sexual tone to it when yeah. I'm using them as functional <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 
well, what about strippers that that are stripping for and thousands like, of dollars a night? I actually don't feel any negative vibes towards that either. Like, whoever wants to do... I actually <clears throat> think you should do whatever you want with your body. Yeah. Totally. I don't okay. feel any negative charge that way. Own your sexuality. Yeah. I got nice yeah. boobs, though. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> what about 10K? $10,000. 10K, maybe I'll take my pants off. <laughs> your pants off? <laughs> so interesting. Oh, when the books at, I'm like, well, I would be more inclined to, like, save the butt you know it's my what's what's that show called that the naked attraction <laughs> naked attraction. i was just thinking that as i said it too <laughs> have you heard of that gene no i was just gonna say fill me in okay there's a brit i think it's british yeah it's british a british show that called naked attraction where they pick someone it could be a guy or a girl they ask them what they find attractive then they go and find five people that fit that bill and oh, they put them totally they put them in tubes yeah. That are like tubes. I guess not. What's the word? Uh, like a display case. Yeah, like a display case, but it's partially covered. It's like frosted glass. Um, okay. And then they do rounds, and the first round is that they, um, the little door opens up from the bottom so that you see their genitals. It goes like up to the belly button, <laughs> and then they rate them based on their genitals. Yeah, they go up. Female. They go up and they like comment on each of them. And it's like, oh, I like this one, it's long, or I like this one, it's <laughs> it's stubby, or the balls are really big on this one. And, and the guys can oh hear God. it. They can hear it. They can hear it. And then they, they yeah. do have women ones, too. And, and sometimes they're facing forward, sometimes they're facing backwards, so bums are shown first. <laughs> and then the next round is, yeah, like the torso, and then the face, and then the voice. Yeah. And then they decide, and they eliminate one person each round. And then there's two people that are left at the end, and they get to see the picker naked. So, so she would come out naked, and, and then she would pick which one she wants to go on a date with, and then they go on a date clothed. <laughs> it's so fucked, and it's, we watched it for like eight straight hours one day. <laughs> it is like... I felt kind of triggered. Like, I was squealing a lot, and my face was red the first time we watched it. I was like, what in the hell? But There's a lot of different... But it was really interesting to listen to people's commentaries, too, mm-hmm. of how they would describe it and what they thought. And the one guy was way out to lunch. Like, this girl had the most fake boobs I've ever seen. They were hanging off like they were on clouds. One way over here, one way over there. And he's like... Oh my god, I just love this. She looks so natural. And everyone's like, <laughs> he looked like he was serious. And I was like, you haven't seen many boobs before. <laughs> you have not seen many boobs. Oh my god. Oh man. But, but they, they do, they just like critique your body. The whole the whole thing is about critiquing your body. It's a weird show. One time one guy with only one leg won though. He was he also had an elephant tattoo around, <laughs> around his genital trunk. I know, I was like, elephant, what? Oh my god. Well, it was... He had a big dog. Yeah, he had a big dog, for sure. <laughs> he said he regretted it. It was like a drunken night decision. <laughs> so this, like, to me, it relates to that phrase that I just posted on my on my Instagram, the whole... 
everything is about sex except sex. It's about power. And My favorite thing. And again, relating to the name of this podcast, which is about sex and sales, and that everything has to do with sexuality and sales, if you distill it down. What is what comes up for you with that around like using your own body, using your own sexuality, using like don't get me wrong, I actually do like using my sexuality mm-hmm. and I do use it consciously. Mm-hmm. I think everybody really yeah does. It's fun. It is fun. <laughs> yeah, it's just whether you're doing it consciously or unconsciously. It's so powerful too. Like fuck. Sometimes it's nice to hold other people in yearning. Maybe that's what my thing is. Mm-hmm. Not actually showing them, but making them think maybe they will get to. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how much you like to yearn, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Reverse yeah. yearning. Yearning addicts over here. For sure. <laughs> like, we don't actually want to get the thing. We just want to yearn for it. I just write scenes like that, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I can make myself yearn more. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Jenna's writing. So erotic. <laughs> And the most erotic parts are the ones where the clothes are on. So there's an example of your writing is literally erotica slash even when it's not, it still involves like an erotic adult component to it. So that's a form of selling your sexuality. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. 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 How else do you guys do it? Honestly, for for me, like, part of why, this is so ridiculous, but I was just thinking about it, because I just had two interviews today, and the first one was with two women, and, like, I like I wouldn't say that I, there was anything I really did in there that was using my sexuality, but then my next interview was with, um, I had, I met with one, one man and then another man, and I definitely, you, like, definitely used like that I'm tall and blonde and a woman to like make him feel comfortable because it was it was interesting like I like I was telling you guys before we turned on here like I felt like I ran the interview a little bit like he like I got I went in there and like he seemed nervous more so than I was and like unprepared and so I just like I don't know and I don't know so much that it's that I can like put into words but it's more like an energetic feel of like how you lean forward in your chair or like how you touch your hair or do you know what I mean that Mm -hmm. just like slowly and gradually you like feel the energy kind of settle in the room there's like a push-pull that you play with energetically yes that's how it feels to me yes yes that's so true because I'd be like leaned in and then he leaned forward and I would lean back. And I swear, like, those subtleties are, like, the thing that, like, just, like, grounded the energy in the room. So it was, yeah, it was really, really interesting. And then, like, um, at the end of the interview, like, when they passed, quote, unquote, passed me off between these two men, like, I stood up and I wore, I wore, like, high, high, high heel boots today. And I was eye to eye with one of them and then taller than the other one and they both commented one of them commented like he was like got some legs on you and I I was like oh like what a comment you know like if you said mm-hmm. that to a dude like you know and then the other guy was like the other guy said please wear he said oh my god please wear your flats next time oh my god and I, and I looked at him and I said I absolutely will not I said this is my yeah. trademark like I looked at him and like I like I you know I was just yeah. like no, 
Um, but it was interesting. It was very yeah. interesting. And, I, and I'm not going to lie, those two comments, I was like, I know I've got it in the bag here. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, making comments like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, to me, is really, really owning what you want. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to... Like, we're always in this exchange of, of wanting the connection of trying to get something out of somebody. But if it's mm-hmm. if it's connection and if it's you're standing so purely in what you want, like in that interview, you knew what you wanted. You're like, I want to be treated like gold in this. I'm here for you. Like, I'm here for myself yeah. as much as I'm here for you. So, yeah. so I'm, and I'm going to back that 100%. So everything else is just play. Right, yeah. you get to play because you're not you're not having to sell yourself. You're actually playing in the energy of what's actually happening in that exact moment. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I to- that totally. Sense? Before I went into both my interviews today, I was like, I had the same energy as I do before going on a first date. Actually, mm-hmm. like it's that same like anticipation and like the coolest thing about it and probably like the coolest thing I think I've learned in 2019 is that there's no guarantees Mm -hmm. and to go into a date or to go into an interview and I I know it's maybe it's weird that I'm comparing no there there is the same thing right it's the same thing it's like should I should I form a relationship with this this entity this job this guy this person it's the same thing absolutely I, I think that the energy that I like so like I don't know, I'm going to say ethically because it felt it today for sure, like mastered in interviews is I have this like cockiness to interviews that is almost like the energy that Jenna brings of like not settling for crumbs. And I want to be able to trans like transport that over to and transmute that over to my dating life because it's so hot to go into an interview. Like I like, to, I like turn myself on to go into an interview. Like I don't fucking need you. Yeah, like, what yeah that's exactly offer? it. Like, I know yeah. I can bring my fucking A-game, but, like, which, what are you going to offer me? And if you, know? you don't... And like, oh, my God. If you don't <sighs> need them, if you don't need them, then you can play. That's yeah. that's my point. Like, And I want to contrast it with, like, if you go into a date or an interview and you're like, oh, I really need this. I need to impress you. I need to form myself <laughs> into being the person that you think I should be. So now I've got to wear all these masks and roles and i got to people please and i got to do all these things. to And I'll allow and you to put me myself. in a position that yeah. I actually am not okay with. And I'm going to cross my own boundaries. Yeah. Like, you're not letting them cross your boundaries. They tried with the flats thing and you were like, hells no, but good try, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be offended by it either. You can just be like, mm-mm. Take it or leave it. And they it. loved it. They love it. They loved it. They yeah. love it more. They love it more. Yeah. 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 So a I woman think I'm in like her desire. definitely moving towards that in my in my dating life and I can feel it. Like I'm just like so much more comfortable and like I actually show up now as opposed to before where like I would just become whoever I need. And I'm su- like such a Pisces in that way that I can become anybody's fantasy in a date like it's, it's a little bit freaky you know mm-hmm. but now it's like I actually can show up as me and <laughs> decide consciously because that person's actually seeing me and I'm actually seeing them like could this go somewhere oh is, I have yeah, so many friends territory. that like growing up I loved them when they were single and then the minute they got into a relationship they just take on an identity and I just feel sick to my stomach oh, yeah. and half crazy, the time hey? half the time they just go MIA too yeah yeah and then I'd be around them, and they're a new bar- boyfriend, and I'd be like, ugh. Yeah. Like, gross. Just say what you want to say and be who you want to be. 
And then they'd yeah. only really talk about them when you hung out with them. Ugh. Or, oh yeah. Or they get offended really too. easily, too. Yeah. Yeah. They get a whole new set of hobbies, and you're just like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you like Glinda Rider games now? Like, okay. Just said, <laughs> yeah. The week, before, yes. the week before, you said you fucking hated football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And now oh, you definitely. just bought the t-shirt and the hat and all the oh. all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I've totally done all those things. I've done, I've done it all to you. I've, I've done it all to you. Oh fuck! But thank oh God, God we're out of that phase. <laughs> if you started going to rider games, I would punch you in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to come to that for those people though, like there is a time, there is a time and place where like I've met someone and been really into them that it definitely has, like, their turn on around what they do does make you want to, like, go and experience that with them. But I think there's a difference between, like, that's their turn on and, like, you're sharing in that versus, like, you're just becoming them. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. chameleoning yourself into into what they want you to be. And then you completely yeah. lose yourself. Yeah, and, and one of the telltale signs of that is that your friends are getting irritated with you, for sure. Well, and you're not doing any of the things that usually, yeah. like, light you up. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes I found it mm-hmm. also comes with a little bit of paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. Paranoia true. that things are going to go south of it. Oh, yeah. Like he's seeing other people or this or that. that like just it's obsession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which probably means that they're getting intermittent reinforcement in the relationship. Like they're not mm-hmm. getting fully. The, the other person is giving them crumbs and giving them just like just the right amount that they're staying interested but then mm. that whole gambling thing of like I don't know when I'm going to win but I'm just going to keep pushing the lever and that's a form of yeah. addiction mm-hmm. it's not it's not relationship it's addiction yeah and unfortunately we <laughs> haven't really been taught this how to deal with conflict how to how to maintain our sovereignty in relationship whether it's with friends or with romantic partners or whatever mm-hmm. but but I also think again to back that there is a stage that's called lover's lagoon when you first mm-hmm. start dating somebody where you're just like all you want to do is like be naked in bed and that's it and you kind of disappear for a while that I'm 100% okay with you're allowed that yeah I think everyone's allowed that yeah mm-hmm. it just can't last for ever mm. and then I don't know. To me, it's the part where you're like, yeah, I can't come out tonight because he wants to do this. And I'm like, yeah, you can fucking come out. (laughs) Like, I don't care about him. I didn't want him to come out in the first place. (laughs) But it actually makes... He wasn't fucking invited. Yeah, or he just ends up coming to everything. Oh, that's that's almost worse. That's almost worse. And I've had that too, where you're like, okay, now he's awkwardly sitting in the corner on the girls' night. (laughs) And you're like, why are you here? Get out. Get out. Get out or fully participate in this girl's night. <laughs> so just get out. So just get out. <laughs> oh my god. I think another's coming in girls' night. That's all too real. <laughs> but yeah. It's important learning for some people too. For sure. To <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever I I maybe that one time in high school. What? I was super fucking annoying. What? You hid beside, behind someone? No, like kind of changing your identity and going MIA and like. Oh. 
I don't want to say the name. Becky, that was so subtle. <laughs> I know I was really fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. They're becoming someone's identity. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're, the, oh. the thing that bothers me, that something that my mom does, is she'll be like, my, Dad thinks we should do this, or Ron thinks we should do this. And it's like, what do you think? What, what do you yeah. think? You know, like what? Yeah. So... That's, I think, something that we we need to watch, too. Mm-hmm. My dad does that with my mom, too. He'll be like, well, your mother, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll be like, mom, did you say this? And she'll be like, no, it's what your dad thinks. But he just doesn't want to, like, take, own it. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. So funny. And that's exactly it. She just, she just doesn't believe in herself enough to back it herself. So then she has to use my dad as a reinforcement. And half yeah. the time, I swear he doesn't even care either way. Like, he could give he could give two fucks. <laughs> so it's like just have your own opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, interesting, interesting. So you guys mm-hmm. wouldn't wouldn't make an easy ten grand then. We upped it from a hundred dollars to ten k. Like a different ball game. <laughs> I would. hundred bucks. hundred bucks, I wouldn't do it. I might do it for a hundred bucks. You know what? I might do a catwalk where everything but the nips are showing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I gotta keep the yearning up. I can't give it away. Oh, I'd be way, way more nervous about doing that. I'd go into like, like, can I even pull this off? Maybe in, if I borrowed Jane's boots. Yeah. Could do it. Borrow those suckers anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so not like just a nip nip slip there's this like insolent part of me that's like you gotta leave them wanting what's so special about your boobs no mm. they're great <laughs> they're fucking amazing <laughs> they're like your best asset you've seen them they are great boobs they are great yeah but it's the whole package that's oh great. yeah it's, it's the not whole just package. like one thing it's the whole package I sound cocky as fuck right now. But I just can't I believe it. that you would show your vag before you'd show your nipples. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> that, I would be that. reverse on that. Do you know what's such a turn on, though? I love that. And I've been playing that energy a lot lately. That, like, really authentic cockiness is actually so hot because you can like sit there and just amp yourself up yeah and it's fun well and you can play with somebody who you know isn't gonna get offended or or like go into shame it blows people right you can like if you meet like that this is why i like cocky guys because i can i can play with them and tease them in a way and like pester them and have fun with them in a way that i can't with a teacup guy that's just gonna like pout if i make fun of him like i want to be able to make fun of a dude a little bit Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like when we watched a show last Christmas, and the guy had zero, zero appeal. He, had he no just smiled appeal. like a fucking dork, and yeah. then walked around and was like, meh, meh, meh. nothing specific, just like, follow your heart. And yeah. like, had no sexuality whatsoever. As opposed to one of the characters in Jenna's books, Charlie. Oh my god. Who was like... Like, just, like, dripping with sexuality and penetration. Like, all he does is penetrate the characters. Like, yeah. either with his eyes <laughs> or with his voice <gasps> or God, whatever. The, when you talk about, like, his gaze, though. Like, oh. I, <laughs> I, sent them, I sent them a little half a scene this morning. 
Oh man. Yeah. To up the turn on. It's so good. Lit me so up good. with my interviews. But he kind of does the same. Like he's just he's so he's so in his own that he's yeah. like, I don't give a fuck. He's he's super cocky. And, and I'll tell he, you what I think. Yeah. And he like disrespects you on purpose. Yeah. To see what you'll do. Yeah. To see if you can stand up to it. Yeah. I love it's, all it's that. It's a lot of like sensation and responsibility <clears throat> to be cocky though. Like, holy. Well, you know, like, 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 you know, in a way, I guess, I mean, unless you just, because I think if you just genuinely have no regard for like your, the impact of what you're saying, then okay, maybe that, and maybe that's like where I have to grow or whatever. But like I said something yesterday and I don't even, I don't even know if I can repeat it. I probably will repeat it on here, but I said something yesterday in front of my parents just because my whole family has so much disapproval for the fact that like. I'm not, like, in their eyes, like, succeeding career-wise at the moment, like, how can I possibly also be dating? Like, it's real. it's really wow. interesting. It's really <laughs> fucking interesting. Um, yeah, my, like, my mom literally is like, you shouldn't be dating. That's what she does. And, I, like, and my up. brother, too. My brother's like, I feel like you just need some time to, like, reflect and get your shit together, and, like, you should just stop, stop dating. And I'm like... I'm never going to do that. Like, I'm, like, so right. And, like, I fucking love male attention and have all the approval for all the male attention that I yes. want to get. So piss off. Yeah. Like, but it's so interesting. Like, yesterday, okay, it was terrible, but uh, I'm going to tell you this story because I want to, I kind of want to brag about it, too. <laughs> um, but it, to- it really fucked my mom up. Like, I, I was in the other room and I said it and she was like, <gasps> But they, they, I got home yesterday, and um, I, I, there, I talked about a guy on here previously that I dated for, like, a month, and then he told me he loved me after a month, and that was the end of that. Like, it was it was just, like, I objectified him, and he objectified me, and it was just not a good, not a good scene. But through him, I met his friend group, and him and I hung out since we like quote unquote broke off and like had the conversation of like yo like I can't give you what you want right now and like I just don't think this is going anywhere and then we did meet up and I said look your friends are talking to me like I just want you to know full transparency and I didn't specifically ask if it was okay because I didn't really care and he actually seemed kind of okay with it like he was like oh yeah he's like that's that's fine like they just you know that's what they do and I was like okay that's kind of weird your friend group, like, I'd be really chapped if my friend started talking to someone that I saw for four weeks and, like, wanted him to come hang out, but okay, so a little different, and then this weekend, I was house-sitting up in Kelowna, and one of the friends reached out to me and was like, you want to come to a Christmas party with me and, like, three of this dude's friends, and I was like, wouldn't that, like, wouldn't that be a little weird, and he was like, no, he's like, get ready, Rick, we're picking you up, and, like, half an hour and so they came and got me and like it was the best like it was so fun and they were all like so attentive of me and like lovely like we had like the best time I'm so glad I went but I got home last night and my mom asked me she I was up at their place and she's like what did you like who did you go out with that or name and I was like oh like so and so's friend and she was like what and she's like, I thought the dirty slut. Like, what? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
And then she was like, she was like, I thought that he had like a really solid friend group and they were all super loyal. And you know what I said? I walked out of the room and I was like, and, then, and I'm like uncomfortable saying this on here, but like, oh, I was like, well, all it takes is a hot tall blonde to change some loyalty. And just like walked away. And my mom from the other room was like, mm. she was like a hot tall blonde. Like, she was fucking mortified and I like I don't even know that like I'm totally on board with it like I think I was just kind of saying it for dramatic effect like like being funny but like the way that it like affected her I was like fuck Try this cocky stuff more often. <laughs> That's amazing, though, because I feel like you're trying a new identity on. So yeah, you like I it. feel like I am, too. Crikey, it's weird. And if it felt off, if it felt off like you were masking an insecurity underneath, you have girlfriends that will tell you, like, ah, oh, like, that's awesome, and do you think that you're, like trying to mask something? But in this case, it doesn't seem like you are at all. Because I think sometimes when you've gone so far the one way... Maybe yeah. not owning your value, you need to throw a you couple of those in there to yeah. balance yourself out. It's called a better. Yeah. It's a it's an actual it's like the same as stroking in the direction you're going or abetting something. And you know when you don't when you're start, when you're first learning a skill, like let's say you're trying to get a basketball into a hoop, you have okay. to work on your power first, right? Like you have to actually be able to throw it up far <coughs> enough to, for it to get. And sometimes you're gonna overthrow it. And you want to get to that point where you can overthrow it before you can have the precision you need. And so I think that that's, I always used to say, I'd way rather you be cocky than fake humble. Because yeah. fake humble oh, is so, so fucking good. annoying. Feels nasty. Ugh. Oh, so Ugh. It's that love and light crowd. Um, where their eyes are the throwing daggers at you. They're like, oh, thank you so much. Oh, it was nothing. I'm, no, my favorite is, we're all one. so good to see you. <laughs> you hate me <laughs> yeah and that's okay <laughs> yeah yeah so I think I think that there's there's a time for humility for sure and there's a time for there's a time for just owning your shit just owning it yeah. and trying out new stuff yeah we don't have to be perfect with everything we do either no and if it what triggers people all the better lately? what's that so what have you guys been trying out lately on the, along the same vein of like overshooting something sure yeah um hmm i definitely did the cockiness thing i i've been there done that where i'm just like so cocky that it annoys people <laughs> which i which it, like like the more people people it triggers the better you know me Whoa. um <laughs> you can take a page out of your book <laughs> But right now, um, right what, do you, what do you think you're, like, really sinking into or, like, stretching? Right into? now, it's rest and just kind of really, like, slowing down and being on my own 100%, being self-partnered, being cool with that. Not, mm-hmm. I, like, I don't have a ton going on, I've just, but I'm really sinking into the things that I'm doing really deeply. Yeah. And yeah. it's hard because I'm used to being busy and, like, like that addiction to busyness. That's right I'm now. so it's grateful like for your slow. rest. Like you have like been such a great example in that, and like given me so much permission. Just to chill out. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like I do think that everything goes in cycles and seasons, and I'm in a bit of a winter where everything's kind of just slow and it appears to be dead, but it's 
starting to grow under the surface. Okay. So uh, it doesn't, especially right now that I'm done my classes, it's like, whoa, what do I do now? Like, what do I do with my time? Yeah. Okay. And my mom has this whole big chore list of things to do when I go home, but I'm actually excited about it. I'm actually like, yeah, like put me to work. I, I actually have the energy and the wherewithal that I will do that joyfully. I mm-hmm. love, I, I'm so excited to just hang out with them and help them out and do whatever. And that's yeah. genuine. It's not just, I'm trying to be a good person. And same with like yeah. volunteering my time. Like I'm not just doing it to, to look like a good person. Like I actually legitimately want to do it. And I think yeah. before it would have all been about image. And now mm-hmm. it's, it's no, it's like, I if don't want to do... If you don't slow down, you can't be present to it anyway. No. You're you, just filling it up to get it done. You can't even know who you are. So yeah. true. Yeah, that's exactly where I've been too. Since beginning of November, I just like made a vow to myself to cut everything extra out, no projects. Mm-hmm. And I'm practicing the skill of discernment right now. Yeah. Because I'm so used to, like Becky, remember that conversation, Jane, where Becky and I were having it out and you and April got to witness? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I fucking loved that. And there was this line that Becky threw in there that stuck with me afterwards. And it was really, really, really important for me to hear. It took me weeks to process it and really get it. But it was about, like, you always get us on your ride and then just leave us cold. And what yeah. I do is, like, I like to do, do, do. Like, I have a hundred ideas and then I'll try them all out. But then I'll get you guys excited about them and then I'll just quit them or I'll, like, leave them half done. Mm-hmm. So something I'm trying to do is practice discernment, which John and I got in several fights about. Because um, he used to tell me the same thing as Becky, but because it was him telling me, <laughs> I was like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> and then John will come to me and be like, I've been telling her that for years. <laughs> yeah, so he will. <laughs> He's done hey, it John, all that matters is that she heard the message. <laughs> like, but when you first said it, I actually didn't understand it. Like I was that blind to it that I didn't even get it. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to think about it. Like I actually took a step back and I was like, I want to know what that means. Cause it makes me feel something inside mm-hmm. I was like, Whoa, it's about, it's about, so energetically we're constantly creating things in the world. Right. And they might be thought forms or projects. And we, you mm-hmm. both, both you and I have a lot of cardinal energy. So we've got a lot of that, like initial leadership. We want to start everything. We want to start projects, but then we don't have good follow through on yeah. them. That's exactly But it. every time we birth uh, a new idea or a new something into the world, even if it's just a thought form, it'll become yeah. either an incubus or a succubus if the cycle mm-hmm. doesn't close. So we have, to be, we have to be really mindful of how we use our energy and how we, we close up those cycles and actually take care of our children, take care of our ideas, take care of the things that we're birthing into the world Otherwise, they become energy drains. And that's exactly it. Like, I have all these energy drains where it's like, I just burn myself out over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then I have to quit when I burn out because all my passion's gone. Yeah. So I'm trying to practice right now where it's like, yes, I have tons of new ideas. I feel like I wake up at five in the morning and I've got Mm -hmm. a new idea every day. But now instead of just going straight for it, I want to measure it out, weigh it out, mm-hmm. wait to see, yeah. is this a real desire? Is it still there <clears throat> a week from today? So I write the ideas all down yeah. and I have a whole folder for them on my phone, but then I give them time and I'm like, do I really want to do this? Or was this a spur impulse in the moment? Yeah. And I'm being really cautious because I'm like, whatever I back now has to be really in line with who I am and who I, th- who I'm becoming. 
Mm-hmm. And if it right. isn't, then it's not worth it. Yeah. 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 That's that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Which feels like a hard swing. It's the, the other same way. kind of responsibility of every time you have have sex, are you and if you have unprotected sex, are you willing to have a baby? Yeah. Like, are you willing to yeah. put all of the responsibility of raising a child? Are you willing to do that? And if you're not, then you either should be using protection or not having sex, right? And yeah. it's the same yeah. thing with with our ideas and our things that we bring into the world. Do we actually want to gestate them? and put and invest in them and have other people around us invest in them or was it just like like a blow your load and move on kind of thing like like should it have just been masturbated out kind of thing yeah which is fine too that's fine too Mm -hmm. it's just let's do it consciously and the and the interesting thing like on that i don't know the same like the same vein there is like in the dating world now and like i i have been getting a lot of male attention but I was think I want to like go to bat for myself here I haven't been like sleeping with a lot of people like male attention like getting text messages and like literal attention versus like hooking up with people um I'm glad you clarified that because we all thought you were dirty dirty slut (laughs) (laughs) which I have think that I that I do like sleep around a whole ton and just like Who such cares? a bluesy because of the amount of the male attention I get but um like yeah it's, it's the same kind of responsibility even in that like communication arena too like of how many how many dudes you're talking to at a time too like it's like the same as unprotected sex and like the same as um <clears throat> what was I gonna say shoot the same as co-creation in any way, right? Like, mm-hmm. like what is what does that person think? I'm like is going on here, you know? And you you have to be responsible for that too, a little bit. Totally. Right? Like you totally. can't just show up in in whether it's in the bedroom or whether it's in communication or whether it's in um like a new project you're starting. You can't just go waving your dick around. Well, if you right, right? like if you're using somebody or if you're actually co-creating with them, like if you're using them for validation and Mm -hmm. you're having sex with them to get validation and to get like your need for having a sense of value met, which was what I was doing and with a lot of it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's a form, it's a little form of unconscious prostitution, but also Mm -hmm. you're, you're using the other person covertly. And so then they're getting, they're, they're getting feelings for you, and meanwhile, you're just using them for, which is what you were talking about with the objectification thing, yeah. right? So, yeah, well, I actually, I'd love to hear you guys both talk about kind of that, like, the, it feels like a little bit more of, like, an internal journey, like, the slowing down and the, mm-hmm. like, discernment and rest, like, both of those things, like, it feels like that might be the, like, the next thing for me but like I tried I tried to do that a month ago I was like I need to just be laser focused and like like maybe I do need to not date and maybe I do need to like you know just like be quiet and be on my own and like while I am very much on my own like I do have a lot of rest and quiet time and I'm like I love that I also like feel like the stroke for me right now is to be out and to be like getting an approval of all the attention and like Becky you actually gave me like that that perspective and and Jenna too you've said that to me before you're like well clearly you're getting something from this because you're continuing to do it and 
the moment that you like get an approval of it, like, oh my God, it's better than it's ever been. Like I'm like mm-hmm. so present in all of it. Yeah. And definitely. I feel so nourished and I feel like there are less casualties and like all the interactions that I'm having, whether they're like my friendships or whether they're like, um, you know, romantic mm-hmm. interests, like everything just feels so much more rich. Yeah. Because it's like, it's in real time, if that makes sense. Cause, so. And you're, as long as you've got good boundaries, which you do, mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. you're keeping the the communication open of expectations, then mm-hmm. you're you're co-creating with them. Like they're they're lucky to get to spend time with you. They're mm-hmm. you know like like anybody would be. So and it's filling your energy. It's not draining it. And it's filling our energy because mm-hmm. your turn on is palpable. Yeah. So Thanks, keep keep doing what you're doing because totally we love it over here. Digging it. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know why. It's really interesting. I must be, I must be triggered in an element, or like there must be. This must be like the my mom's dialogue because I feel like it's so important on here to be like, hey, <clears throat> listeners, I'm not out fucking like ten dudes right now. Well, that's why I want to desensitize <laughs> you with the dirty slut thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm exactly. trying to penetrate you with that because it's it's a harsh thing to say. It's mm-hmm. really cruel, Good. but if we can just own it, then. Yeah then it doesn't have it, it it loses its power yeah right yeah, so so, true. so, so it's true. like if you can play with the word and it's like yeah mom thinks i'm a dirty slut it's like yeah probably well, she's, she's, she's probably <laughs> jealous that she doesn't get to go out there and be married for 45 DS. years <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and i mean that's all like things come down to anyways people get people are like well there's a part of you that wishes that you could go out, be out there doing that stuff Mm-hmm. I know for me, I'm jealous of you right now. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I love male attention too, but I feel like I get it. I'm getting it, um, like side, like through you. So mm-hmm. I'm sharing cool. your turn on. So I, I love it. Cool, cool. And jealousy is just desire. That's all it is. Yeah, I love jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually find it's fun to name your jealousy with your girlfriends. Yeah. Oh, was remember the time that I had to admit to you that I was super jealous? <laughs> it, made me, it made me <laughs> feel awesome. Yeah. It made me feel yeah. so good. Because it actually helps you be grateful. For yeah. What your life is like. Put right me in now. my spot in a good way. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool, cool. And I remember telling April once she was hanging out with this other girlfriend, and I just like, it was driving me nuts. But then I was like, okay, hey, I just got to say this. Like, I'm feeling really jealous of your relationship with her. And once it was out, it was like, she felt good about that too. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, so okay, let's just name it. And then it, it dissipated. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's just amped up desire, your desire mm-hmm. to connect, your mm-hmm. desire to experience what but you're But it might have come out in a passive aggressive gross way otherwise. Mm-hmm. Well, when we deny yeah. that we're jealous, that's where it gets gross. And like, it's hey, like, I'm, I'm going to withdraw my attention now so that yeah. you feel what that's like. I'm not jealous. I'm not a jealous person. <laughs> yeah, you are, bitch. Everybody's jealous. <laughs> Like, if you're human, you get jealous. So, yeah. so yeah. definitely living life vicariously. That's the word I was looking for. Vicariously. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, you I think all of us slaying. are, I think that's why, like, well, we always, I always come back to this, but why, like, sisterhood is so important. And, like, that you can be seen in whatever season you're in because I get so much listening <laughs> to, like, Jenna talk about discernment and, like, you talking about rest, like, I'm like, hmm, okay, like, where could I integrate that and, like, stretch myself a little bit there because it feels like a good direction to go. 
and like trying it on but then like I had I have a lot of disapproval or historically had a lot of disapproval for ref oh god yeah me too like oh like it felt like uh, death because I felt like I had to be on the run that's why I've come to this space because I've tried to run every direction I can possibly Mm -hmm. think of there was only one option left Mm -hmm. so I had to surrender to it but you know what it is it's disrespect for the masculine because you're not actually trusting that you're going to be held and that oh, you're yeah. going to be okay and that you're, that you're supported. And so you feel like you have to micromanage everything. Because he's not going to come yeah. in. Because he's not going to support you. And then he's like, okay, you got you. Seems like you got yeah. you. And so he just mm-hmm. backs right off. And that is exactly how John would respond too. Yeah. What you just did. He would reflect it back to me. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, I thought you said you were going to do this. I thought you said you mm-hmm. had it handled. Mm-hmm. When I come back and I'm like, you know, I actually do want you to provide for me. And I want this and this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well, this isn't what we've been running. Yeah. And then I have to back it too. Mm-hmm. So I can show him that we can both trust each other in yeah. this and co-create I've been thinking about that recently too about how I have this tendency to attract men that check out really easily or they don't really appreciate what like they have that grass is greener kind of Mm. thing going on and so if if they're just a reflection of my own masculine what where am I checking out where am I not Mm. fully engaging in in my life and where am I just like grass is greenering onto the next thing not slowing mm. down to actually smell the roses and appreciate what I have because I have a lot. I have a lot of privilege. I have a lot mm. of abundance in my life. I have a lot of really amazing clients. Like so much, so much. And if I don't slow down and rest and actually integrate that, digest it, absorb it, then I'm totally disrespecting the feminine. Totally yeah. disrespecting. Yeah, digestion. So. I love that. I love, love, love And that. that's kind of like, what you said before, like, if the feminine brings in the meaning, she also brings in the joy. And the depth. Yeah. The depth, yeah. And the pleasure, and the meaning, yeah. and the, like, all of it. Like, the, the whole point. Oh. The why of what you're doing, like, it's the, it, she needs the containment, she needs the structure, but she needs, she needs the masculine, but ultimately like we're all doing it for her mm-hmm. for that so yeah and it could be yeah. I think that's why I'm really into all of this environmental stuff too because I'm like switched on to mother earth as the feminine mm-hmm. she's providing she's nourishing she's this womb that we're all in it's mm-hmm. crazy that we're even alive she's and that here. we yeah. are here conscious beings and we're wasting well, it like that actually makes me think of another thing throwing it away that I think is true that when you do slow down and stop, you let things fall away. You have to allow the old pattern to fall away so that there's space mm-hmm. to be held or to allow the new thing to come in. Yeah. And it takes a minute. It but takes a minute. Even with Mother Earth, it's like, yeah, we're all searching for the ways to save the planet. But then I was listening to a Greg Braden video the other day and he was like, we already have all the ways. We have all the ways. We have all the ways. You need to stop yes. searching and sink yeah. into what yes. you already have. You don't yes. need to invent anything new. The solution is here. Totally. Yeah. I, Charles Eisenstein just said the same thing. He just so said the exact same thing. And we didn't even know there was a problem 30 years ago. And then, and then when we started waking up to that there was a problem like 20 years ago. But now we're at the point where there are enough solutions. We're, we're woke enough as a, as a planet now that yeah. there are things that we could do. It's just politically are we willing to do them. 
Yeah. That's and it means sinking in deeper yeah. with what we have and really facing it. Because when you stop running, you have to look at what is. Yeah. You have to look all the way around and all of the consequences of you running. And this is where I agree yeah. with, with Jordan Peterson in that like it's not just about making public policy and enforcing rules on people or governance. It's about actually self-actualizing and becoming a healthy individual, healing your trauma, mm-hmm. healing the stuff that makes you addicted to consu- consumption. All of that, yeah. if we do that individually, and that's what I'm finding in myself now, I'm like... I'm more self-actualized than I've ever been before, and I really deeply, deeply care about the planet now more than I ever have before, Mm -hmm. and about like the future of the kids, and and all of it. And again, it's not like just like like if I wasn't self-actualized, I'd be doing it all for image, because it would look good. And because it means it's superficial. Yeah. When you slow down, you have to feel the feelings. You do. And that's why you can, but there's the like double-edged sword there because at first you can feel all the pain of the suffering, but Mm -hmm, when you feel through that, you also get to feel all the joy. And if you keep running, you can Mm -hmm. have a little bit of pleasure hit here and there, but you don't get to actually sink into the depth of the like happiness and joy and all of that. Well, and that's why I think part of, part of waking up and becoming more conscious is the dark night of the soul Mm -hmm. is because it actually forces you to feel that stuff. I remember when I broke up with my first boyfriend and I was, I was working as a pharmacy student and I, it was like night and day of being able to relate to the patients that were like really sick after I'd gone through a breakup because I'd gone through my yeah. own pain. Yeah. And so it was like pain is pain. Suffering is suffering. Like we all have pain. We all have suffering to different degrees. Mm-hmm. But if we're willing yeah. to stay present with each other through that instead of pushing it away and being scared of it, then we actually can make change yeah yeah and and like first of all with ourselves I was having a conversation the other day with someone about this like the like I and I always go back to this like sorry if I didn't make it into change the other day but like 2019 like I would have had like the worst year ever from the outside but it's been <laughs> the best like actually though like holy fuck but but it's been the best year of my life to date. And I honestly attribute it to that. I'm like, yeah, there's been like some low fucking lows. But because I've like gone through all of them, like the highs are like ridiculous. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like just like having that, that polarity. And so it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you go through your pain, first of all, you're, you like build on your own self-image so much because you're like, I, if I can get it through that, I can get through fucking yeah, anything. Yeah, confidence. And then, yeah. and, well, and then your ability to help other people. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's what's ultimately going to change the, mm-hmm. the world and save the planet yeah. is people's ability to go through their own shit so that then they can band together and help just, other people, right? Well, even from like the pharmaceutical perspective, it's like before you go through that stuff, you're like, yeah, I got to like fix the patients with this pill yeah but what you really realize when you go through it is like actually i just need to hold space for them yeah so they can feel everything they need to so they can heal themselves so they can believe in themselves and their own healing enough that their body can relax enough that it can actually heal yeah because 30 percent of all drugs are placebo effect anyway so if you're if you believe in what you're doing whether it's reiki or energy healing or Mm -hmm. drugs or whatever it is if if you believe in it then 30% of that is the placebo effect or the nocebo effect, right? So, so yeah, anyway, I don't, how did we go from like, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) getting paid 
We're I a think... little rambly today, but <laughs> I like it. I it's like all it. like like willingness to me. Of like how willing are you to go deep into yourself and mm-hmm. explore your own boundaries and your own pain and your own suffering. And and so instead like like the friend that you had that was always waiting for the other shoe to drop with her partner. And so she was losing herself in that. Like, instead of building our lives, waiting for the other shoe to drop, or protecting ourselves with insurance policies and, and like, all of these things that we do to protect ourselves, yeah. if we know that we're, we'll be fine no matter what happens, like, if there was an apoc- apocalypse tomorrow, could we be okay? We gotta get those water bottles from online. We where you can fill it with water. They're a hundred bucks each. <laughs> I was gonna I order them and then I was like, filters after any Christmas. water. So you can go to <laughs> yeah. the stream. Yeah. yeah. So like if that happened, would we be okay? Would we be okay if we died tomorrow? Would we be okay? Like have we existentially dealt with our own death? Have we dealt with like the meaning of life? Have we dealt with this stuff so that life becomes a game? Like just like your interview. Like, I know what I want. I'm going to back what I want. And, and I'm if, not super attached. If they say no, I can, like, have the little sting of rejection on my cheeks, that little bit of pain. But I can get off on that pain, too, because I have integrated my masochist and my my sadism and my, you know, like, yeah. there's so much more fun that we can have in life if we're actually not afraid. Not afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. only way to not be afraid, I think, is to really go through it. And show people your tits for money. <laughs> hey, were you side-stroking me there? <laughs> side-stroking? <laughs> Trying to tell me I'm afraid to show <laughs> The price just went up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't want to be the Real only one. <laughs> the only one who's over here just like uh, flashing people for money. <laughs> Come on, guys. That's because you have like I a. You, is it called voyeurism? Exhibitionism. Exhibitionism. That's because yeah. you're an exhibitionist. Oh, yeah. I'm an exhibitionist. Yes. <laughs> totally. Uh, totally. And we're fully back circle now. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, we went serious there for a second. <laughs> You know, we like the app now. Yeah, sad season. Something about it. Something about it. You said you've had a pretty up sad season. I've had a pretty down sad season. And I'm surrounded by sages. Are you? Oh, Both yeah, of your my parents, parents are yeah. sages. John's a Sagittarius moon. Chelsea's a Sagittarius moon. Mm. Mm. Lots of sag energy. What's your moon again, Jane? Cool. Uh... Oh my god. Libra? Right yeah, yeah, it's Libra moon. Yes. Yeah. Virgo moon. I'm a cancer. Cancer, cancer every through and through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cancer, cancer. Cancer, cancer. <laughs> All right, so might be a good place to wrap yeah. up if we're, yeah. if we're talking about our moons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might be a we good time. for sure. Hopefully everyone understands what we're talking about on some level. Even if you don't quite get it, you get it. I know you get it. Like, I know you're understanding it, what we would say on the 40. Mm -hmm. You're understanding it energetically, even if it's not, like, all heady. Because a lot of what we're talking about is is, um, the subtle energies of what's going on, which are real 
guys, like, there's scientific proof that it's real. So we're not even under the debate of, like, you're talking about energy, you're woo-woo and witchy. It's, like, get with the frickin' times. Like, energy yeah. is real. And go look up your Just go look it up moon sign. And look up your moon sign. <laughs> yeah. It's a filter to see things through. Yeah. Maybe a test later. I just was reading about how your the moon is attached to your gut and... It, it's very much like correlated to your, your instinct and your intuition. So whatever the moon's doing, your gut's doing. Get your moon sorted out. And that's, that's my main advice. And show your tits for money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but make sure it's a lot of money. <laughs> At least 100 bucks. <laughs> okay, we will talk to you later. See you next time. Bye. Bye.